Good morning, Mendocino County and beyond. You are tuned to Wild Oak Living. This is Johanna Wild Oak. I bring you this program every other Thursday from 9 to 10 a.m. It alternates with the Cannabis Hour. And Wild Oak Living is all about living sustainably in Mendocino County and beyond and building community. And today I'm going to try and do both. I'm going to share some some hopefully wise words, uh, not mine, but other people's wise words about um, living sustainably, dealing with the climate crisis, uh, uh, local food sustainability, Earth Day, a uh, grab bag of topics today, and hopefully you will enjoy this program. Coming up, of course, is Earth Day uh, this weekend, but Coming up today actually is a, a, a holiday that, uh, um, or and a day to celebrate that is even closer to the hearts of many people here in our community, and that is of course 420. It's a day of celebration in the cannabis community and beyond, and I would just like to take a moment to commemorate that because uh, the, the cannabis community and and everything related to cannabis plays such a huge and important role for the lives of so many people here in our area, in Mendocino County and beyond. And uh, it has been such a challenging path for so many people. And I just want to do a shout out to the people who have um, who have worked to bring us this gift of Mother Nature for so many years and uh, it, and who have worked so hard, who have lived through the uh, trauma and hardships of the days before cannabis became legal and who have then many traded uh, the trauma and hardship of uh, uh, when things were illegal for the trauma and hardship of the ever-shifting sands of legalization and regulation, which have now been going on for five years, if you can believe it, or maybe almost six years, and uh, still uh, no real end in sight in terms of the shifting sands and the constantly changing situation. So, uh, on this 420, I would like to just reach out and do a shout out to everyone who is living through this. And uh, today is a day to celebrate. And hopefully a year from today, the, the cannabis community can celebrate um, that uh, a lot of the challenges that the, the community is facing today is uh, ha- has been resolved and, and, uh, and the community is moving forward. And many of the people who are struggling to stay in as part of the community, uh, are able to do so and are able to go on and live successful lives in in cultivation or in whatever uh, endeavor they are engaged in. And I just want to say one more thing, and that is, you know, if you're not part of this community, and even if you don't care about this community, um, I think it's important for all of us to know that this community um, and the success and the well-being of that community impacts all of us because it provides a lot of income for a lot of people in our community, even those who are not even remotely connected to the cannabis community and to the cannabis scene. So, you know, just ask people who run nonprofits, ask people who run small stores, small local stores and other local businesses, um, and you'll probably hear a story about that. So happy 420 to the cannabis community and beyond to our entire area here. Now I would like to shift gears a bit um, and um, extend the, first of all, do a shout out to this, uh, the community calendar that Beth Lang uh, has been doing for so many years and that we just heard a few minutes ago. Um, and uh, a lot of people are not aware that this community calendar is available and how you get into, how you get listed on this community calendar. And so I just want to say a couple words about that and then add a couple more announcements to this calendar that have come across my email in the last couple of days. Um, the the uh, org, the website, has a link that you can go to where you can submit events um, I think Beth asks that you submit them at least two weeks before your event. And then there's two things happen. One is your event will be listed on the community calendar uh, at the website kzyx.org. And it is my understanding that then uh, Beth Lang takes that information and other information that she comes across, you know, from local newspapers and other local outlets. And she puts that together into the calendar that she records and that then runs 
uh, on a daily basis. I think it runs a couple of times a day. So anyway, if you have events and it, that you would like to share with the community, a good way to do that is to go to kzbikes.org and submit your community event uh, on that webpage for, for, uh, for it being listed on that page and for consideration by Beth to be added to the recorded calendar. And now I'd like to uh, add a couple of things to that calendar. One has to do with local food, actually. Several things have to do with local food. Um, you, if you've been listening to Wild Oak Living for a while, you probably know that, uh, uh, and I just realized the other day that I've been doing this program, Wild Oak Living, for more than 20 years. I find that so amazing, and I'm so grateful that I'm able to do that and bring you this information. And one of the things that I've covered repeatedly many times in the past is local food and local resilience and local sustainability. And one really, really direct way for us to access the bounty of our area and for farmers and, and other uh, local food producers to um, bring their uh, goods to, to the local market are farmers markets. And farmers markets, a lot of the farmers markets we have here in our area run all year. And some of them are seasonal, but the season is definitely coming up. And so I just wanted to share with you once again that there's a website that you can go to to find out, uh, is there a farmers market near me? And what are, what day of the week is it? And, and what are its hours? Um, and that website is mcfarm.org. That's M-C-F-A-R-M dot O-R-G. And here you can find a listing of all the local farmers markets. And I'll just share with you what's on there right now. Um, so this is a list of the local farmers markets on that calendar. Um, in Fort Bragg, a farmers market on Wednesdays, and that runs uh, all year. And the hours November and November through April, and we're still in April right now, are 2 p.m. to 4.30 p.m. on Wednesdays. And the location is downtown Fort Bragg at Laurel and Franklin. And then the next one um, that's listed here on this website, mcfarm.org, is the Laytonville Farmer's Market. And that's on Mondays, 2.30 p.m. all year. And the location is Harwood Hall at 44400 Willis Avenue. Harwood Hall, 44400 Willis Avenue. And then the Mendocino Farmers Market is listed here as going, as happening on Fridays from noon to 2 p.m. And that's May through October. So that may not have started up yet. Um, and so, but when it does, it'll be at downtown Mendocino at Howard and Main Street. So check that website, mechfarm.org, to learn when that farmer's market starts back up uh, in May. I don't know if it's the first Friday in May, or um, you could find out by in May by going to this website, mechfarm.org. The Ridgewood Valley Farmer's Market is happening, uh, it says here, on Sundays, 9.30 to 12.30 p.m. And that one, it says, is happening from June through October at the Lions Club uh, on East Road. So again, uh, check the website to see when they start back up. And then the Ukiah Farmer's Market, again, that's an all-year market. Uh, and that's happening Saturdays. 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. all year at the Alex Thomas Plaza, which is at School and Clay Street in Ukiah. And then finally, the Willits Farmer's Market. Uh, my understanding uh, is th uh, that that's also an all-year farmer's market, although I think the location changes and that maybe the hours even change. But right now it says it's happening Thursdays all, all year. 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. from December through March. Okay, we're in April now, so maybe the hours might shift. Uh, but that's happening at West Mendocino Avenue between Muir and North Main. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. May through November. Uh, okay, that's a little confusing. So um, I actually have another uh, announcement about the Willits Farmers Market, so I will just share that because that may have the more current information. 
Okay, so uh, it says here, you can find the Willits Farmer's Market in the Grange until the end of the month. Okay, great. In the Grange until the end of the month, 291 School Street, just a block from downtown, 3 to 5.30. And they are going to have fresh, veg- fresh veggies, eggs, meat, bread and baked goods, jams, ferments and more. And of course, music. And one important thing that you might want to know is that Farmer's Market accept um, EBT and CalFresh cards, and they will match your dollars with tokens for produce. Um, they also take credit cards. So that's important to know. Um, they, especially if you have EBT or, or CalFresh cards, uh, there's a certain amount that will be matched, which means your farmer's market dollars will go so much further, which is pretty important right now. And a couple more announcements that I'd like to make. Uh, and that is, let's see, we've done the farmer's market. Yes, there is an event coming up. Uh, that actually is on the calendar, um, but that um, I just want to announce. And this is just an example of the kind of events that you can find on the calendar. There is a two-part biodynamic seed saving workshop uh, with biodynamic seedsman and teacher Harold Hoven. I hope I'm pronouncing that name correctly. Maybe it's Hoven, Hoven. And that's happening April 22nd and September 9th from 9 a.m. till 12.30 p.m. Uh, at the Golden Rule Garden. Um, for more information, you can go to Golden Rule Gardens, CSO. Oh, wait a minute, that's an email. Uh, oh, here we go. GoldenRuleGardens.com slash events. And there you can find more information about this biodynamic seed saving workshop. And the first part of that is happening on April 22nd. And I've got a couple more announcements to share with you. And that is, um, there's some musical performances, local musical performances that you might enjoy. Um, the popular local ensemble, The Real Sarahs, are performing at the Willits Community Theater on April 30th. And let's see, there's another one. And the Virginia Bluegrass Band Dry Branch Fire Squad is performing at the Willits Community Theater on April 27th. And for more information about all of that, uh, you can just um, search the Willits Community Theater and see and get more details about how to get tickets and everything. And then there's an event that has that is addressed to uh, writers, although I'm I'm not sure I can actually, <laughs> I'm not sure I actually read this as the font is so small. Yeah, there is a summertime gathering uh, camp this summer uh, at, at Emmental Farm, and they have artist days in August and September, and uh, cow, uh, cowboy poetry events. Um, and if you are interested in that, you can go to, uh, let's see, where's the website here? My apologies. Well, you, I suppose you can just look up Emmendal, a farm on a river. E-M-A-N-D-A-L. Emmendal, a farm on a river. If you're interested in the writers, workshops, and other things related to that. The uh, local artist, Spencer Brewer, and five, First Five Mendocino, uh, is, is letting us know that there is a possible art project with grant funding application going on, and they are looking for artists uh, for this art project. Uh, First Five Mendocino is applying for a comprehensive project grant through the Upstate California Creative Corps that focuses on promoting social justice and community diversity and inclusion. Their proposal involves the creation of murals at several locations across the county, which will embody their vision of an optimistic society that values and celebrates diversity. Through this grant, they plan to engage multiple artists and videographers from different areas of the county. The selected artists may work collaboratively to create murals that represent the essence of this project, while the videographers will document the entire process to produce a mini-documentary that showcases the artwork and its evolution. If you have any questions or are interested in participating in this, um, you can email 
Megan at firstfivemendo.org. That's M-E-G-A-N, Megan, at firstfivemendo.org. And, and the five is the, is the, is the, uh, is, um, the number five, firstfivemendo.org. So Megan at firstfivemendo.org. I wonder if there is a website associated with it. I'm not seeing a website, but, um, this is possible grant funding for an art project and calling artists and videographers who might be interested in participating that in that. Uh, and let's see. I've had um, Madge Strong here on Wild Oak Living a couple of times to talk about the uh, building community activities that the well, the Willits Economic Localization uh, Group uh, has been organizing. They've had two meetings and they just had another meeting on April 17th. Um, I don't have the, the results of that meeting yet, but um, I would like to let you know that um, they also have, uh, Willits Economic Localization is also letting us know about um, some other events uh, that are coming up. Um, so, for example, there's an April 22nd Earth Day celebration at Covalo in Covalo. By the way, if you are aware of Earth Day events in a, in a little while, I'm going to open up the phone lines to talk about Earth Day. And if you have an Earth Day event that you'd like to help get the word out, please get ready to call in at that point, uh, because I would love to have a list of Earth Day events that I could announce here on Wild Oak Living. But um, I have been unable to locate such a comprehensive list. So you'll have a chance chance to uh, to do that uh, in a f in a few minutes okay so there's a long list of of events um, but I just want to uh, pick pick out a few um, on there will be some herb walks with Beth Threadell, uh who is a local herbalist and she has four of these walks scheduled April 29th May 13th June 4th Actually, that's three. I should know how to count. And if you're interested in participating in those herb walks, you can go to, you can call Beth at 707-459-1810, 459-1810. And finally, there is a, um, there's some other events coming up too. Um, let's see, I'm going to announce the ones that are happening before my next program is on and then I'll save the rest of them for later. So um, there is a Just for Fun choir that's starting up and it's led by Nancy New at the Senior Center in Willits. And if and that's going to be happening starting May 1st at at 1.30 p.m. So if you're interested in, in being part of a choir, you can call Nancy at 459-1276, 459-1276. Um, on May 2nd, there is a soil health workshop by the Mendocino Conservation Resource District. Um, look, uh, look at, uh, uh, go to the uh, uh, website to find out more. MCRCD, just look for MCRCD and look for their workshop information. And um, finally, on May 5th from 7 to 9 p.m., Robin Carlson talks about her book, Cold Canyon Fire Journals at the Willits Center of the Arts. And on May 6th, there is a nature walk led by Robin Carlson in the fire recovery area. And to register for that, you can call 459-2643. 459-2643. All right, that's um, some information I wanted to share. And I have one more announcement and that that's about a local market that's coming up. And... Um, this is, uh, I think it's kind of a, kind of a series. I think these markets have happening, happened before and there's another one coming up. Spring Market 2023. This is a health and wellness event. Um, and this is happening in Willits at the Little Lake Grange on April 30th from 11 until 3 p.m. So Little Lake Grange is at 291 School Street in Willits. This is a fundraiser for the Little Lake Grange. Um, there'll be free information at this event about health and wellness with speakers, vendors, food and music, healthcare and wellness talks, herbalists, naturopath, functional medicine, body care, body treatments, food vendors, education. Again, all happening at April, on April 30th from 11 
a.m. to 3 p.m. at the Little Lake Grange at 291 School Street in Willits. If you would like more information about this event, you can call 371 6 I'm sorry, I had to make this bigger. 371-6103, 707-371-6103 about this health and wellness event and market coming up on April 30th at the Little Lake Range. Thank you for listening. Thanks for your patience. Uh, I've got uh, t- two more topics coming up. I would like to talk a little bit about Earth Day, about the theme for Earth Day. And there's a there's a list uh, of of events, um, and actually not events. There's a list of things that uh, that the Earth Day organizers are suggesting that we can do to make a difference. And I'm going to share that with you. Um, I wanted to take a little bit of mo- a moment of music because I've been talking a lot, and so I'm going to just play a little bit of music for you, and then I'll be right back with Wild Oak Living and we'll talk about Earth Day and then um, after that I'm going to share a couple of excerpts from a book by Andrew Boyd called I Want a Better Catastrophe. If you listened to Wild Oak Living two weeks ago you heard the interview that I did with Andrew Boyd about that book. It's available as a podcast now and and the book is just so fascinating and so I'm going to share just a few excerpts that I, excerpts that I think will be inspiring for Earth Day so I'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in to Mendocino County Public Broadcasting, KZOX and Z. This is Wild Oak Living, and this is Johanna Wild Oak, and this program comes to you every other Thursday from 9 until 10 a.m., and it's all about sustainable living and building community in Mendocino County and beyond. As promised, uh, a little bit of information about Earth Day coming up this weekend. The theme for Earth Day this year is... Invest in our planet. Invest uh, in our planet. This is a um, a theme that hopes to inspire um, a campaign that they've had actually going on for a while uh, to engage governments, institutions, businesses, and the more than one billion citizens who participate annually in Earth Day to do their part and to have everyone accounted for and accountable. And I just want to, uh, for fun, uh, play you that little 40-second f- uh, um, anthem that they have developed for Earth Day for this year. Um, it, it's, it has some visuals, so maybe not all of it will come across on the radio, but I think it'll still be informative. And then I will talk about 52 ways that they are suggesting that we can use to make a difference. I'm not going to go through all 52 day- ways, don't worry. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to pick a couple and point you to that list so that you can check it out yourself. But here is the 2023 Earth Day Anthem. For some reason, there were supposed to be words to go with that, and the words didn't come across. I apologize for that. Okay. Anyway, but you saw visuals of the various uh, the various um, themes and people that they you know that that they would like to reach uh, during Earth Day. Uh, there's a website which is the official website for Earth Day um, that I'm actually looking uh, at right now, and. Um, this this website has a lot of information 
about uh, Earth Day itself, about the history of Earth Day. There's a poster, and, and there's even merchandise. Of course, there's always merchandise. Um, but um, really interesting article about 52 actions and tips to make a difference. Um, because, you know, we celebrate Earth Day once a year, but every day is Earth Day. Uh, and so they have a list here that I just want to, sh I'm not going to share the whole list. I just want to point uh, the list out to you so that um, you can, you can go to the website and, and look at it yourself. Uh, so the web, the, the website is earthday.org and then you forward slash, um, I'm sorry, the, the light is blinding me. Earth hyphen tips hyphen day. But anyway, if you look for 52 actions and tips Earth Day in your favorite search engine, you will find it. So on this website, one of the things you can do is you can um, um, tune into Earth Day Live. They have uh, many events around the planet that you can tune in uh, and that you can participate in. Um, and then they have various themes uh, that... Um, that you can engage in, in terms of, you know, whatever, whatever your interest is. So, for example, you can engage others uh, to take climate action. So one example that they list is, you know, if you're a student, you, you can engage your university. You can advocate for climate education in your school. You can calculate your own ecological footprint at that, at that website. Take a stand against deforestation. That's a really, really important one here with a long history in Mendocino and Humboldt County and beyond. Um, pick trash pickup. Um, they have a global Earth Day challenge, a global Earth challenge that you can participate. Um, you can, as I said, you can calculate your carbon footprint. You can calculate your own plastic consumption or take the Earth Day Regenerative Agriculture quiz to see how much you know about regenerative agriculture. That's a whole fascinating area that I plan to cover in more detail in the future. You can organize a community cleanup. It's not too late. You could still, you know, get together a few neighbors and do a community cleanup. Contact your representative. There, There's all kinds of pointers there about how to do that best. Switch to reusable shopping bags. That's a big one for me. I'm, uh, I've been uh, taking boxes from the store for my groceries, but uh, I'm trying to uh, more and more switch to bags and hoping that I will actually remember to put them in my car and then remember to take them from the car to the store. So it's one of those habits that's it's good to establish, but I sort of have to program myself to do that. Uh, one way I found that that works is is that as soon as I empty the grocery bags when I bring them home, I put the empty bags back into the car because that way I don't have to think about it the next time I go grocery shopping. You can uh, there's all kinds of green power actions that you can do. You can learn how to combat plastic pollution. You can plan a teach-in about climate change. Information about composting. Um, billion acts of green. Oh, here's an important one that a lot of people can do to make a difference. Switch to online billing. Oh, this is um, a lot of uh, organizations that you are a part of, like your utility company and many, many other um, activities that you do that involve monthly billing or, or, or any kind of billing. A lot of them now offer online billing so that you either see your bill online or you get your bill sent by email and that avoids so much paper. I took a few hours, actually quite a while ago, maybe a couple of years ago to try and switch all, all the billing that I could, that I could come across and that I could remember to, uh, not to online billing from paper billing. And it has made a huge difference in the amount of mail that I get. And I can just imagine, you know, if I multiply the bill, the paper bills I no longer get with, let's just say with half the people in Mendocino County, that's already a huge stack of paper. That's probably several trees right there. So switching to online billing, it takes a couple hours, you know, maybe, or maybe an hour, depending on how much, how many of those bills you get every month. But, once it's done, it's done. And, and 
I find it's also so much more convenient not to have to, you know, worry about did I miss a bill? Did the did it get lost in the mail? Did it get put in my neighbor's mailbox, etc.? So it just shows up in my email, and then I know it's there, and then I can take care of it. So that's you know some of the many things that you can find here on the EarthDay.org website. Uh, Fifty-two tips and actions that you can take from. Um, for Earth Day, one thing that's that I'm just looking at now that uh, is is very very topical right now, and that is go pesticide free. I am always so amazed when I drive from Mendocino County to Sonoma County during this time of the year, because uh, you probably I don't know if you've noticed, but along the freeways here in Mendocino County, there are no pesticides being sprayed. Um, and then as soon as you cross the line to Sonoma County, all of a sudden you see the brown strips on the side of the freeway. Well, you know why that is? Because some very courageous people in our community many years ago fought the spraying of pesticides along our, uh, along our freeways, along our roadways, and, uh, and, uh, saved us from that, from that annual, uh, being doused annually by all these toxins along the roadsides. And um, so you can really see the difference when you drive from Sonoma County to, to Mendocino County. And I just want to express my gratitude to all the people who were involved in that, including Els Cooper Ryder. Thank you, Els. I'm grateful every year when I don't see those brown strips. So going pesticide-free. If you have a neighbor who likes to spray Roundup or other pesticides uh, or insecticides or herbicides during during this uh, time of year because they think, oh, well, if I spray herbicides now, I don't have to mow in May or June. Well, that may be true, but uh, that stuff gets into our drinking water. It gets into the drinking water of the people who spray, too. I wonder if the people who spray uh, realize that or even think about that. But it gets into your neighbor's drinking water, your kids and your grandkids. So just something to think about um, before you reach for that herbicide to spray that grass. Um, there are so many, so many convenient ways now to, to deal with grass, you know, including really handy, convenient battery powered mowers that are very powerful now. So you no longer have to drag a cord around. Um, to deal with the growing grass uh, rather than spraying it with herbicides. Anyway, there's a much, much longer list of things that you can do. I've just sort of scanned it and picked out uh, a couple of things. If you're into fashion, they have a way to, where you can take a sustainable fashion quiz. That's another one of my pet peeves because so much of the clothes that we buy now are literally designed and manufactured to be worn a couple of times and then thrown away so that you will go out and buy more new clothes that are designed to be worn a couple of times and then thrown away. And this whole, this whole, um, throwaway fashion thing is just something that really bugs me. And that's going to be another, a topic of a, of a future program as well. So, you know, think about, think about what you buy. Do, do I really need it? Uh, and if I do need it, you know, instead of buying <clears throat> three cheap things, can I buy one slightly more expensive thing that's maybe made of organic fibers and that's made uh, locally or that's made at least in the U.S. and is not produced in a sweatshop that involves child labor? So that's another thing to think about. Okay, so this list of actions that you can take for Earth Day is at the website earthday.org forward slash earth hyphen day hyphen tips, or just look for 52 tips Earth Day at earthday.org to find out more about Earth Day. If you have um, any events related to Earth Day, um, you can give us a call and share those with us if you have any events coming up or if you are trying to engage others to participate with you in an event that you want to organize for Earth Day this weekend. Let us know. You can give us a call at 707-895-2448. 707-895-2448. What I'm going to do now is, as I, I promised earlier, first of all, I would like to let you know that um, you are listening to Wild Oak Living here on Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. This is Lo Johanna Wild Oak, and I bring you this program 
every other Thursday from 9 until 10 a.m. By the way, if you have topics that you would like me to cover, if you have feedback, if you have suggestions, please give me a call. Uh, I mean, please send me an email. <laughs> send me an email. Um, uh, my, the contact information is contact at wildoak.org. Contact at wildoak.org. And we do have a caller, so let's see. Hello, caller. You're live on Wild Oak Living. Um, this is Lisa calling from Fry Vineyards in Redwood Valley. Yes. Um, and we have an event, um, an Earth Day event that is coming up this weekend. Great. Tell us all about it. Um, so it is um, $25 tickets, and we're going to have food, and we're going to have um, some goats and some biodynamic demos and some little seed plantings and, of course, wine tasting. And um, it should be a good time. It is from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at our new winery. Um, the address is 11700 West Road, and that's in Redwood Valley. And you can purchase tickets on our website, uh, frywine.com is probably the easiest way, or give us a call in the office. I'm here all day. Our number is 707 4855177 Thank you so much for sharing that and congratulations on rebuilding your winery. Oh, thank you. Mm. Yeah, it's a good process. Yes, yeah, for for people who don't know, when was it that the winery burned down? In uh, 2017, October. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Okay, so this earth this is happening uh, on Sunday, you said? On Saturday. Saturday, okay. Uh, this mm -hmm. Saturday, mm -hmm. the 22nd. Okay. Um, and um, it is $25 for um, non-members. If you're a wine club member or if you join that day, we'll waive the fee um, for you and your guest. Um, children are completely welcome to come. Um, children under 12 years old are free. Um, and it should be a really nice time. Thank you so much. Yeah, and and your website again is frywine.com? Yep, F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E dot -E com. Thank you. Thanks yeah, for calling in. Of course. Take care. Mm -hmm. Well, that was great. Somebody who called in to inform us of an Earth Day event that's happening locally. If you are involved with a local Earth Day event or would like to bring one to our attention, please give us a call, 707-895-2448. So meanwhile, I'm going to go and um, and read you uh, a couple more excerpts from this wonderful book called I Want a Better Catastrophe. Uh, and this book is about navigating the climate crisis by uh, the author's name is Andrew Boyd, B-O-Y-D. And uh, you can find out more by simply searching A Better Catastrophe or abettercatastrophe.com is, is the website. And uh, I, I had Andrew Boyd on two weeks ago on Well Oak Living and I got so much good feedback to this interview. And I've since then sh uh, shared it with people. And I've also gone to the author's event that he had uh, as part of his book tour in, in Fairfax in Marine County a couple of days ago and had the, the pleasure um, and joy, I have to say, the joy of experiencing him alive and, and reading from his book and talking about, you know, his his involvement uh, in coming to terms with with the climate crisis and what can we do and hope and hopelessness and the you know the whole process of grieving about about the the coming catastrophe and how and that's you know of course the background for the book I want a better catastrophe and so I just want to share with you some excerpts from the book the book I would call the book an essential self Help manual, manual for Navigating the Climate Crisis. Um, I highly recommend it. I read it in a day and a half, and it was a, a process of awakening for me, awakening to the reality of the climate crisis. I'm one of those, you know, undying uh, optimists who always thinks things are going to go, things are going to get somehow fixed, you know, even at the last minute. Um, and I had my eyes opened to a lot of realities that I wasn't either wasn't aware of or didn't want to see. Um, but I didn't come away from that with, with hopelessness and despair. I came away from that with uh, renewed courage and, and renewed hope and, and uh, 
and also a feeling like um, every one of us is going to have an important role to play, and every one of us is going to be needed uh, in this coming crisis that is already happening and that is already going on. And so uh, let me share the thoughts that he has uh, in the chapter, um, Another End of the World is Possible. This is uh, Andrew Boyd speaking in his book, I Want a Better Catastrophe. Hope and hopelessness both. He quotes uh, George Monbiot, who said, Catastrophe is not a matter of fate, it's a matter of choice. When I try to pull, my, to pull a hopeful maneuver on myself, it often requires one of those chaotic group meetings in the halfway house of my soul. Some of my selves need a reminder. Others need to be coaxed out of their room. But eventually, a quorum of us circle up in the kitchen along with a motley crew of role models. We make some popcorn and talk it all out. Activist me calls the meeting to order. Going through the agenda, he tries his level best to keep everyone focused on fixing the mess we've made. Stoic me trudges up from his basement room, pours shots of whiskey all around, and suggests we welcome with affection what is sent by fate. Jaded nihilist me just sits there, certain of the one burned-to-the-ground future he can already smell. Utopian me sketches out dreams of what could be, or at least could have been, and holds them up for all to see while extreme philosophical pessimist me anxiously hums the ode to joy, self-soothing his way through his worst of all possible house meetings. Am I depressed? Yes, so depressed. I have every reason to be. The facts of our situation are overwhelmingly depressing. Am I angry? Hell yes, fighting mad angry. Due to greed and short-sightedness, we're visiting a horrific ecocide uh, upon ourselves and all of life. Do I grieve? Yes. Am I disgusted? Yes. Do I swear a lot? Yes. Do I wax philosophical? Yes. How could I not at such a cusp moment in human history? If the meeting goes well, my philosophizing balances me, my grief grounds me, my anger empowers me, my depression in a marginally self-harming way protects me, and my discipline refocuses me. Not all of me uh, fill out the chore wheel, but many of me do. Like the 12-year-old girl in Disney's Inside Out, I need the gaggle of all my homunculi in order to feel the truth, the full truth of myself and the world. Likewise, to find my way through the end of the world these last eight years, uh, I've needed the wisdom of all the people I've met along this journey. If it's indeed... If it's indeed a quest I've been on, these remarkable hopers and doomers have been my spirit guide, and what sorrowful yet fierce counsel they have given. A doomer scientist stepped me through the near-term extinction of humanity over Skype, and yet Guy McPherson, even in the face of certain extinction, counsels honesty, kindness, and solidarity. An ex-con divinity student suggested I cultivate death eyes to face the terrible truth of our predicament. Yet Tim de Christopher, knowing it's too late to save the world, is still fighting hard for the new world he imagines rising upon its ashes. An eco-Buddhist workshop leader told me and all assembled to give us to give up hope, and yet even as Meg Wheatley suggests we give in, she encourages us not to give up. A grassroots strategist admitted we were in for collapse, yet in every shock and slide of that collapse, Gopal Dayan Nemi sees an opportunity for organized people to wrest back control of our future from an ecocidal system. A beloved wisdom teacher and systems theorist was unwilling to say whether we were hospice workers at the end of the world or midwives of a new one, and yet Joanna Macy gamely suggests we prepare for both. A collapse psychologist who gives us humans two no more than three generations tops proposed I look at the whole story of our species' demise through tragic eyes. Even so, Jamie Hecht, ever the therapist, tries to help collapse aware people find a way to be happy at the end of the world. A visionary community organizer described her Detroit home as already post-apocalyptic, yet Adrian Mari Brown, even though she's convinced our civilization is in for a hard fall, helps people across the country build up their trust and skills so that our communities can fall together, not apart. 
A celebrated indigenous botanist shared her moral terror of the moment we finally realize that the planets we've been manhandling as objects the plants we've been manhandling as objects are actually holy people, but by then it's too late to repair the world. And yet here is Robin Wall Kimmerer author of uh, uh, Braiding Sweetgrass, grief-stricken to her bones by the extinction crisis, making a stand at the confluence of two great rivers. What do I love too much to lose, and what am I going to do about it? I'd begun this quest a hopeless, hopeful, schizophrenic, and now eight meetings, thousands of miles, and two flowcharts later, here I am at the end, still anguished by how much we're likely to lose, but still thriving to lose as little of it as possible. In the end, I'm an optimist and pessimist's home. I'm sorry. In the end, I'm an optimist and pessimist both. And when I'm brokenhearted but still want to attempt large things, I reach for my cape of tragic optimism. I put it on and feel well brokenhearted, but now in a more soulful and empowered way. It will all end badly, I tell myself, but not quite as badly as it would if we did not act. So let me do something, while expecting nothing, while still longing for everything. And I call upon that grand longing for everything wrong to be set right and everything broken to be set whole to help me act in as large and open-hearted a way as I can, even in the face of inevitable failure. Putting on my cape, I feel a commitment to truth, beauty, solidarity, and yes, strategic thinking. Poet Gary Snyder was once asked, why bother to save the planet? He replied with a grin, because it's a matter of character and a matter of style. That spirit, and on a good day that grin, flow through me when I put on these goggles and cape and step out into the world. Tragic optimism and can-do pessimism, pessimism are costumes in my existential tickle trunk, tools in my strategic philosophical toolbox. I pull one or the other out depending on the task before me or the particular crisis of faith that's got me by the throat. To some folks, these approaches will come across as another variation on climate defeatism, but they are neither defeatist nor unique in their climate, in our climate predicament. Writing about a different time, the 19th and 20th century, and a different fight, um, which was class struggles in Brazil, the novelist Jao Obaldo Ribeiro works, walks a similar path. He says, we don't have enough weapons to overcome oppression and never will, although it's our duty to fight whenever our survival and our honor have to be defended. This is a fight that will go on across centuries because our enemies are very strong. The bullwhip still prevails, poverty increases, nothing has changed, but we are making this revolution of small and great battles, some bloody, some muffled, some secret, and this is what I do. So says Andrew Boyd, the author of the book, I Want a Better Catastrophe, that I'm reading an excerpt of right now. So he says, so let's go forth. Be goggled and caped, closed in whatever power garments each of us can pull from our existential, existential tickle trunk and make all the difference that we can. And he has another section um, in the book, that talks about now is when you are needed the most, where he argues that each one of us is needed in this coming climate crisis. Um, and I actually don't have time to read the whole section, but um, he talks about meeting with a friend and they're talking about the uh, climate crisis. And I just want to read this tiny little uh, excerpt uh, just to close things off. Um, he talks with his friend Lois and she asks, she asks him whether he'd seen the Times Magazine piece about how we could have stopped climate change 30 years ago. I tell her yes and with a sigh ask her whether she'd seen the article in The Guardian about how scientists are starting to see signs of a domino effect of compounding and accelerating climate change. Here we go, she says. Shoot me now, I say. No, she says, this is when we need you most. 
That night, in the pitch black of the new moon, we could hear apples drop from the trees, our fate thudding to the grass, and yet the next day we knock on doors for Initiative 1631, a statewide ballot initiative that would put a carbon fee on big polluters, polluters and use the revenue to invest in clean energy and protections for workers in fossil fuel industries. Big oil and coal are putting up over $30 billion to defeat it, but we have an army of neighbors across the strait across the state game on. There are signs, and this is what I want to close with, because this is very inspiring to me. There are signs all around us that what we've most dreaded is actually beginning to happen. But this battle is far from over. And this land, even with its smoke-tinged air and pockmarked glaciers and eroding river banks and eerie blood-orange sun, is still beautiful. This land is still beautiful. And now is when we are all needed most. That's what I took away from reading Andrew Boyd's book, I Want a Better Catastrophe, um, Navigating the Climate Crisis. I would highly recommend this book. Uh, and if you would like to listen to my interview with Andrew Boyd, you can uh, go to uh, your favorite podcast um, and uh, look up, uh, search for Wild Oak Living and you'll find uh, the podcast. You can also go to kcwax.org and go to the jukebox there and listen to it on the jukebox. The book, again, is I Want a Better... Um, I Want a, a, a Better... Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to push a button here. I Want a Better Catastrophe Navigating the Climate Crisis with Grief, Hope, and Gallows Humor. Gallows Humor uh, plays big in this. I have about uh, three minutes left, and there is a call coming in, so let me just take this call. Hello, caller. You're live on Wildlife Living. You have about, oh, thanks for you have about just, a, just a minute, just very quickly. Please. I'm going to go really quick here. I just wanted to remind people that instead of chems or mowing, there's also solarization, which um, I'm not going to get deep into it, but uh, it doesn't use either. It's a lot safer for fire around here also. So it's kind of a trippy technique, but it's fun to get into. And it sounds like there may be an interstate cannabis law that will open up the market for all states who are um, have cannabis legal. So we'll be able to ship our wares to any state. So that's some light at the end of the tunnel for some tax revenue. And we're really looking forward to um, your fire show when it comes up. And um, thanks, Johanna. Have a great 420. Thank you. You too. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Happy 420, everyone. I've got about a minute to get out of here. I will be back two weeks from now with another edition of Wild Oak Living. Um, please send me email. Email me feedback, questions, and suggestions for future topic. My contact information is contact at wildoak.org, contact at wildoak.org. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling in. Happy Earth Day and happy 420. This has been a production of Mendocino County Public Broadcasting. KZYX, Philo 90.7 FM, KZYZ, Willits and Ukiah 91.5 FM, and Fort Bragg at 88.1 FM. You can find more content like this on our website at kzyx.org, and consider donating by clicking the red donate button in the upper right corner. Thank you for listening.